1: Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Ginot, and you're
2: listening to the Going In Raw podcast.
0: Joey Ginot always goes in.
2: This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst you many other things goodbye and smooch good night bye-bye hey friendo steve here and larson and welcome back to going in raw the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here youtube.com forward slash steve and larson also available over podcast can be found and taped live at the twitch twitch.tv forward slash steve and larson before we get started i learned about this new podcast that i wanted to give a quick shout out to larson it's called That's Not Scary, and it's two people who listen, are listen, highly – ca- Please let me finish. I'm trying to give If you want to plug your podcast, I'm trying to pay if it If you want to plug your podcast, just plug your podcast. Don't do this thing while I discovered a new podcast. <laughs> I don't know about this. My podcast thing. It's two people. Yes, one of the guys named Steve. The other is named Lacey. Coincidental. Maybe, maybe not. And They're wildly charismatic, and they read ghost stories, some of which – Most of them are submitted by their listeners, and they're wildly charismatic, and they're so funny, and they're great. It's called That's Not Scary. You can get it wherever audio podcasts are or YouTube.com slash That's Not Scary. Plug in Uh, your show and then put yourself over. My show? I wish. I wish I had a cool ghost podcast, Larson. Anyways, uh, uh, AEW Tonight, Will Hobbs. Oh, that Will Hobbs. I thought... I I recognized back in 2013. I we went to the SPW show here in town. I saw that guy and I was like, he's a good guy, but I don't know. One day he's gonna turn on Cody Rhodes and a young kid named Darby Allen, and uh, and join Team Taz. And that's what happened tonight at the end of Dynamite. Let me ask you something. Do you can remember this? And I,
1: I I don't I don't know the answer, so that's why I'm asking. Do you remember a uh, uh, body guy crew from
2: SPW? Yes, I do. I don't think he was part of them. If that was your question, I couldn't remember if he was in a he was in that faction or had a match against that faction. He was there. No, I, I I'll have to look. I'll I'll look at the footage and, and and get back to you because I have it. Okay, and I just saw it the other day. I was like, oh, that's Will Habs. He was a lot more. He was a lot leaner back then. Yeah. Um. He he hossed up quite a bit. Um. I really liked that swerve tonight. I thought it was cool. Um, yeah. Same here. I also liked what we saw from and yes I know it, it sort of is focusing around a prominent figure in the NWA women's division nonetheless we got some good uh women's division action a match set up for next week for the for the women's champion uh and uh and I like that too I like Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa that's going to be a money feud man I'm looking forward to that yeah yeah that'll be great the women's match was uh was awesome. It was my highlight. Was fantastic! It was by far my highlight of the night, man. Thunder Rosa yeah. is is absolutely great. Serena Deeb, really, really fantastic match between those two. Uh, what Sorry, you, I'm looking what at, you at a right now? Body Guy Crew's uh, Facebook page. They have a Facebook, but it's not shocking. They're still around. Do they still do stuff?
1: No, I mean, like the last post was in uh, 2017, which is probably why I can't remember who was actually in the faction.
2: Yeah, it was a long time ago that we went to go see that match. Yeah. It was probably like 2013, 14 or so, something like that. Back then, Will Hobbs went by Will Rood, Mm R-O-O-D. That sounds right. He had like a colorful uh, sort of faux hawk thing going on. Um, But uh, yeah, Hip Hop Hippo here in the chat has it exactly right. I don't know exactly what it is. But Thunder Rosa absolutely has it. Oh heck yeah. It's man. crazy. When did she when did she even start wrestling? Was it like only five years ago or something like that? Yeah, like five years ago. Wasn't what was ago? in the water five years ago? Because MJF started five years ago. Yeah, her debut was oop, oh, didn't say there. Her debut was 2014. Uh that's crazy. Her like in ring character work is so good, and just her in ring work is so good. Alright, I'm going to say one more buddy, Body
1: Guy Crew reference here. So I found this picture from 2017, and it's got uh, Braddock, Jeff yeah. Cobb, J.R. Kratos, and one half of Reno Scum. All doing like the Young Bucks pose. Are Were they all
2: part of the Body Guy Crew?
1: Not that I recall, no. Yeah, I don't remember them being in it, but that's hilarious. No Will Hobbs there, though. So he must have been taking on Body Guy Crew because he was involved in that, I thought,
2: somehow. In that match. You might be right. You might be right. The Body Guy Crew, they were were all over that place uh, that night. Um, And then I think we didn't go to it. Wasn't that the Bring Your Weapons uh, night? No, that was a different time. Well, here it's saying that Adam Thornstone, who's one half of Reno
1: Scum, was in Body Guy Crew.
2: Maybe he was. Maybe he was.
1: Man, now I'm about to do a deep dive into uh,
2: Body Guy Crew. Hey, man, this isn't a Body Guy Crew podcast. We got to talk about AEW tonight. All right. You want to talk about local Sacramento wrestling? I mean, I do at this point. I mean, I'd rather talk about that than raw on every Monday night. Yeah. Just about I'd reminisce about, uh, SPW and action coast empire. I'll reminisce about that stuff.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, I felt like dynamite tonight as several instances was had, like, there was like some missed opportunities. Like, oh, it's like Some really fun stuff. Oh, like the opening match was really good. Top flight versus young bucks was really good. Um, uh like the the how the 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 Kenny Mox contract signing went down that was weird yeah exactly
2: i felt like there could be a really good opportunity for something cool to happen let's talk about that really quick because december 2nd has its theme and it's just a rip off of game of thrones winter mm-hmm. is coming um so that's going to be december 2nd they're billing it yeah. appropriately the biggest match in the history of dynamite so and they're also good. saying that the whole card's going to be stacked. Yes, they're treating it that's like. So Jr. was saying yeah. throughout the night, yes. Yeah, um, with Moxley having been laid out uh, by somebody, probably the cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what what do you make of that? Like, is is there? Because at first I was like, wait, are they writing him out or something? But no, that doesn't make any sense. They're going to have this giant match at, uh, on December second, so that's not going to happen uh yeah so uh i don't know what do you make of that? Is this gonna be they're gonna have some security footage of uh kenny beating him up or something i don't know all (laughs) the
1: options i could think of don't sound that like intriguing you know
2: i mean is the idea is
1: like when mox attacked omega he stepped right up to him and 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 punched him in the face and kenny's gonna kind of be the coward and attack him from behind and lay him out
2: uh yeah i don't know no I don't know. I don't know why they would have done this. But, I mean, I don't know. It it, it saved some time. I thought Kenny's reaction to it was pretty funny. Like, okay, we could have had just like a standard contract signing where Mox gets on the mic and he just improvs a lot and he talks and he talks talks really fast like this. Spits in everybody's face. Um, I kind of appreciate that tonight. He didn't show up. He was laid out. And then Kenny says, you know, I don't know much about all these psychology games, but I'm here. I'm signing the contract and uh, that's it. So, yeah, it was it was kind of a fart, but uh whatever. Uh let's just hop right into it because we can talk about top flight. Man, they're really good. Yeah, they were solid. They're really good. I mean, they kind of they remind me of uh Private Party when they first started out in AEW. Is that you can tell there's a, a little a couple jitters. You can tell they're a little green, but man, the potential is there for something really great and they had uh, some very creative uh if not the most crisp offense. You have to appreciate the creativity they were trying to well, bring they're to Well, they are match. what, 21 and 19? 19,
1: yeah. They're insanely, insanely new, new to the wrestling business.
2: One of them dudes was in high school literally like a year or two ago. And they
1: were trained by Mr. Anderson and, oh, what was the other name? Eric Cannon. Molly and Holly. And, uh, Molly, Molly Holly. Holly,
2: yeah. 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 Uh, no, they were they were really fun. They were great. Um, I mean, you know, it's funny because they're probably going to hit their peak in like 15 years mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's kind of how it works. He's like, how old are the mm-hmm. Young Bucks? The Young Bucks, what, mid-30s probably? Yeah. Yeah. I'd uh, say so, yeah. But, uh, you know, so they got the, the – it was basically a showcase match for them that kicked things off. Uh, they got to get their offense in fairly early, uh, uh, flustering the Young Bucks, if you will. Eventually, the Young Bucks uh, take over. Top Flight get a couple of near calls. But uh, one BTE trigger on Dante uh, gets the win for the Young Bucks. Uh, they put them away. And then right afterwards, uh, the Hybrid 2 attack. Or was it just one guy or was it both guys in Hybrid 2? It was two? both of them. It was okay.
1: both Helico uh, okay. and Jack Evans.
2: I saw there. Jack Evans at first. Uh, and So they attack Top Flight after the match. Young Bucks run them off. Um so, yeah, that's cool. That's cool stuff. Uh, I was reading up a little bit on Top Flight. Apparently, they just sent like a, a tape. I don't know if it's a literal tape when they say well, tape. And the video package
1: before the match, that's what they mentioned. Is One of them said, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just tweeted Matt Jackson. I assume it's like they're real. Oh, okay, okay.
2: And, uh, and lo and behold, they got on the show. I forget what it was. I read, I read it on the Internet that they sent them a tape. <laughs> I was like, do people still send? I don't think anybody sends tapes, tapes anymore, man. Probably just send them like a YouTube clip or something. Yeah, no, they sent they sent a link. Uh, what did you think of this inner circle goes to Vegas two parter? I mean, it was a little too on the
1: nose with the the hangover uh, uh, references. Yeah, um, but like the performances were were good enough, and I thought the uh, it was shot well.
2: When they uh, when they did you think it was funny? I thought it was. I thought there was some funny. There's moments the that were funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I, I think my my main thing about it is that it was. They didn't. They didn't really twist on the stories that there wasn't a lot of meat to it. I'll put it that way. They didn't really advance any stories within the inner circle. Uh, you know, it was it was Hager and uh, Wardlow. You know, uh, uh, giving each other you know the look of death and then trying to one up each other by beating people up. Um, I really liked, I like, I do like the, the, the ongoing joke of MJF and Jericho trying to out man each other basically. And in the, mm-hmm. at first it was the dinner debonair thing was meat. And in this case it was alcohol. Uh, and they just a- end up drinking pure Everclear, And, uh, they're both like, this is disgusting. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. I just thought there was to be like a little bit more meat to it. I don't know. I don't even know what that means necessarily. I just thought there was going to be a little bit, it was going to be chunkier, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. I hear you. I hear you. Um, and
1: I don't disagree with that. It was more just the same. Sammy, uh, uh, you know, is unsure about MJF questioning his motives. Doesn't like him. He says it in so many words. Uh, the the whole stuff with Wardlow and Hager is still funny. Instead of just kind of giving each other side eye, uh, they start just beating people up mm-hmm. competitively, like almost, you know. Yeah, I'm just happy um, we got
2: to see Conan. That that was actually that was my cool. that was my favorite spot. Is because number one, he got. Uh, LAX who had history with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Conan. By the way, I have to apologize. Uh, I did see there was one comment either on Twitter or YouTube when somebody said it bugs them when we still call them LAX because they have kind of adopted the name Proud and Powerful, but they usually just call them uh, Santana, Ortiz. Santana
1: Ortiz. I will probably always refer to him as LAX. Oh, I just refer to him as XLAX because they can't be LAX anymore.
2: Right. But I just call him LAX, and it's funny because it's Xlax. <laughs> it's, well, that makes it funny, Xlax. Yeah. Uh, so Conan uh, uh, Ortiz, I think, or Santana, one of the guys, gets Conan. Santana, yeah, yeah. So
1: let's take it to he's, the next level.
2: He's like, look, let's take it to the next level. So they hotbox in a in a limo. They come yeah. out all faded. Um, uh, so that was pretty funny. And then we got uh, like a swag. And then they did the hangover later on. They come back and they do sort of a hangover thing. They're on the rooftop. Yeah. And they're all drunk and they're all oh, we love each other. you know, I love wolf you guys, you're my yeah, wolf yeah, pack, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Then they wake up and like uh Sammy the bit had with a, Ortiz working out was great. That was pretty funny, yeah. That was funny. That cracked me up. That was good. Uh and then uh Sammy had gotten married to three people.
1: The one bit I liked in the roof is is MJF was like, I need to get something off my chest. He does the Wolfpack stuff. I feel like we're blood brothers. And Sammy comes out with a knife in his hand. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'll do. Oh, it. I'll let's be
2: blood brothers. Let's do it for real. He's about to cut his hand. My favorite part like, about the roof know. was that they inducted Elvis into the inner circle. Yeah, that was pretty good too. <laughs> and Elvis had some lines of dialogue. Oh, Sammy, don't do that, man. Uh, that was pretty funny stuff. So, hey, don't. You know, Sammy. Don't be cruel. Uh, don't you know, be he's cruel, dropping man. all sorts of Elvis yeah, references. Elvis so, uh, yeah, uh,
1: so Sammy wakes up. He's in the, the fountain in the suite they're in. Mm-hmm. And he's written all over MJF's face. Um, and then, yeah, we see RT's working out. That's when Sammy finds out that he got buried three times. And then they, go, they hear some crying. They go into a room, and there's Swoggle in a diaper. Jared mm-hmm. says they've got a problem. Yeah. Uh,
2: so, I don't know. That was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. There was some I fun just, stuff. In there. I thought that
1: was, was going to be a bit m- more yeah, but I will say this. At least it was
2: it did overstay its welcome. That's true too. That's totally true. Yeah. Which
1: I'd rather have something cut a little short without, in, you know, like a huge payoff than something that didn't have a huge payoff and overstayed its welcome.
2: You know what it was? You know what I think it is? I thought that the 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 more time that has passed since dinner debonair, the more I've really grown to love it. Mm. Because it's so off the wall and it mm. was so unexpected, and they actually did such a good job with that. Like every time I see clips of it, I'm like God damn, this was actually really good. And it was such an out out there idea that I sort of thought it was going to be something a bit more out there. Maybe. Maybe I just had higher expectations because of the dinner, uh, the the song thing. That Um, That could be.
3: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find
2: Anyway, so after the first chunk of that, we had a Mox
3: promo.
1: Yeah, we had a Mox promo, promo, which I thought was pretty good. Um, And we find out that uh, Renee is pregnant.
2: We got baby Mox on the way.
1: So, congratulations to Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Jonathan and Renee. Mm -hmm. The goods. Um, The goods, yes. So, uh, he says, hey, hey, it's been a crazy ride. Um, He says, finally, the the world makes sense to me. He says he's been the champ for so long, and he he credits his, his father with it. He tells a story about how one day he got in some trouble. His dad came, picked him up at the police station, and he said, uh, rather than, you know, I think he said smack him across the head or something, he just turned to, to Mox and said, son, we're the good guys. We're the good guys. And he says, well, everybody's tried to, to lie, cheat, steal the title from me, uh, but he always knew what to do. The whole world is bearing down on him. His body feels like hell. He's got a pregnant wife at home, two titles on from uh, two different continents. What does he do? We're the good guys. We're the good guys. So uh, he's going to sign the contract, no hesitation. Let Kenny know that he's the best wrestler in the world. Yep. After that, we had uh, Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian. Miro was on commentary. For me, the most impressive part of this match was after the match when Miro sprinted down from commentary, basically jumped over the ropes, and all in the span of about three seconds.
2: That was, that was I know. I, I, that's funny you bring that up, because like he was at commentary, and the match ends, and then I look up, and he's already uh, diving over the ropes and gave a really great-looking clothesline. To uh, to Orange Cassidy, um, like why yeah.
1: is why is he why is he not doing topes and stuff? Because obviously he's athletic as all get out. The way he hopped over those
2: ropes, <laughs> yeah. I liked his I liked his uh, his fit too. It Looked great. He had uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the Adidas uh, all red With Adidas on. gear. He looked yeah. great. Yeah, it was great. Uh, uh,
1: this match was all right. Kip was uh, you know every time Orange would try to do the uh, hands in pockets bit, Kip would reverse it. Uh, eventually, though, uh, uh, Orange got his hands in his pockets, did his usual stuff, drop dropkick, suicide dive. Uh, Penelope Ford gets in between Orange and Kip. He gives her a high 10. This allows Kip to get the advantage. Uh, in the end, though, uh, Orange Cassidy locks in the mousetrap to get the W, and that's when Miro sprints the ring, basically jumps over all the ropes, destroys uh, Orange Cassidy with clothesline, and then best friends run out to make the save.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had the contract signing for Winter is coming, December second. AEW. Dynamite. They couldn't get a more uh, topical, relevant reference as far as winter and stuff. Well, it's factually accurate. When does winter start? December twenty-first. There you go. So winter is indeed coming. As well, oh, I know, but 2nd. that
1: that phrase is so tied to Game of Thrones.
2: Dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't disagree. I was look. I was a little underwhelmed with it too when I saw it. But I want to be a Debbie Downer. You know, I was like, "All oh, right, cool." Up. Winter Wonderland. I get yeah. Wilton well, w- Winter Wonder Slam. <laughs> that's actually not terrible. That sounds like something New Japan would do after uh, what do they call it? Summer Summer Struggle is what it was. <laughs> Summer Struggle. I think that's what it was. It's like a Hilton pay per view. Um (laughs) so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, winter what'd you call it? Winter Wonder Slam Winter Wonder Slam. Yeah, I'm not gonna beat that. I'm not even gonna try. That's good. Uh (laughs) so Kenny Omega, the clean the cleanser, comes out. Uh he's got his sunglasses on, he's looking great, he's in a suit, uh, he's got the cleaner girls out there, he goes under the broomsticks, uh, comes to the ring, and then they play Mox's music, and then Skiovone's like, Wait, hold on a second. Uh, we gotta go backstage, and then backstage he had some, like, blood near his nose, but he was completely laid out, and he had some refs and uh, and, and Doc Sampson. At that point, when I see yeah. Doc Sampson, I'm like, oh, he's just going to tell Mox to get out there. It's okay. I <laughs> know. Uh, well, Jerry Lynn was there, and he was like, oh, I'm going to go make a phone call. So you knew it
1: was serious when Jerry Lynn is like, we need to call somebody.
2: Doc's like, it's okay. Just send him out there. We do it all the time. We're AW. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Shivani's like, did you have a hand in this, Kenny? And Kenny's like, I don't know about all this I'm not a psychologist. I don't know about all this stuff, all these mind games. Uh, And then he signs the contract. There's like a little awkward moment, and uh, and then because the pen wouldn't write. (laughs) Oh, is that what? Okay, so I look down, and then I look back up, and he's signing again, or I thought was again. I thought he like turned a page and Uh, signed another pen. Wasn't writing. I think he had to take like something. Like there might have been like some plastic
1: or something over it. Like you know, some nice pens. They have the plastic thing on it
2: that was like his closing documents he had to sign it and initial it a million different no no
1: i mean i don't i don't believe that tony's a a notary public um (laughs) when he was kenny was talking about he says i'm not one for psychology last time it was the elbow this time it's a bloody nose he says you can't avoid me this time john John." oh yeah
2: john he's like saying oh moxie's out
1: here faking injury to get out of this match Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Um, so after Kenny finally signs the contract, he, he signed it. He did the whole thing. He signed it. He dated it.
2: He, he printed his name. It's a real contract. Like he was there, right? It seemed like a real contract. It's not like a WWE where they have like money in the bank from 2016 contract. Well,
1: like the WWE the contract, they get that fancy binder thing, the leather bound binder, and they have one single sheet of paper. Like how many contracts are like two paragraphs and that's it. You know, it's so all that Elliot do is open it and just write your name on the, some phony contract. This actually seemed like a real
2: contract. Yeah, it actually we seemed We had to turn like
1: to the last page and sign it there because you have to read it to understand it. Anyways, after that, we had the second Inner Circle Slays Vegas bit. They come back from that. Jericho's on commentary for a little bit. Uh, puts over the new, stronger, improved, larger Inner Circle. Says uh, he and Hager are having a match against uh, SCU next week. That's Kazarian and Christopher Daniels.
2: I was kind of surprised about that one because I feel like they had done that and then they completely dropped it for, like, the Orange Cassidy and then the MJF stuff. And then yeah, he's going back, back to tag with uh, with Hager. Yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is another missed
1: opportunity I felt like here. So uh, we had the Blade versus Pack, uh, Eddie Kingston on commentary. I feel like they should have milked this Death Triangle reunion a little bit. Maybe they can't. Maybe Pac's only here for a certain amount of time. Before going home and quarantining
2: for a couple more weeks, and then coming back here and quarantine for a couple more weeks, well, I don't know what his schedule is. Milk it in what way? Because I mean, he had the match; it's it set up that the alliance is back with Penta and Phoenix.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like there could have been some drama there. Like, will the Lucha Brothers? Uh, oh, align I see what you're saying. again because they like, they
2: just didn't hesitate. They just went in, stopped the attack from. So exactly, yeah, exactly. yeah, okay, I feel what like you're that's saying. something they could have milked maybe a little bit. Yeah, even, like, with Hobbs at the end, they milked it a bit with him holding up the FTW title. Yeah. They got me with that one. When he held up the FTW title, I was like, man, that's cool. They're actually going to do that, like, have it defended with, like, the hosses or, like, the cool wrestlers or whatever. Uh, and then and then he swerved, and I was like, oh, wow. I didn't see that yeah, coming. Yeah, that was cool. I out like that. Mark. I like that.
1: But, like, even when Penta comes in at the end with the chair, it kind of pauses for a bit. And even before he really starts lunging at Eddie, Eddie is out of there. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? So, and, like, but I feel like that's, like, a two- or three-week story they could play
2: before yeah.
1: Death Triangle gets back together, you know? You might
2: be onto something with the pack situation, though, because I have no idea what his, if he's going to, like, take up, uh, you know, actually live out here for a spell or if he's just going to be out here for two months or whatever. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so they might want
2: to try to push things along. That's entirely Time possible. might be of the essence. Who's he going to... I mean, is this leading to a Pac Kingston match? Oh yeah.
1: That'll happen at That's winter what I'm thinking. Coming.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> at Winter can we just call it Winter Wonder Slam from now on? Yeah, Winter Wonder. It's Slam, only a sure. couple weeks and we'll just yeah. yeah no. okay. Winter, winter, Wonder, winter Slam. Wonder
1: Slam. Good, good. Uh this was this was an alright match. I kinda of felt like there should have been a pack squash match, but uh uh the Blade disagreed. Yeah, he almost uh, killed him. <laughs> he just about dropped Pack on his head. So he's trying to do one of those things where you kind of like suplex someone, front suplex someone on the ropes, but usually they, they hit the ropes in their midsection, so they're evenly balanced. They over drape the rope. on it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, when he did this, I think he was further away from the ropes when he thought, that he, thought he was. Yeah. Because he picks up Pack for the suplex and has to take like two steps forward to get close to the ropes. Yeah. And so when he does it, uh, Pack's like shins hit the rope. And so he just, instead of, you know, kind of balancing over, the top rope like you normally would you get get it take it to the midsection he just falls basically on his head
2: he almost jumped me on my bastard head
1: yeah yeah that could have been bad and then uh, he had the he had the butcher and the bunny getting involved mm-hmm. um keeping pack from getting the easy w but mm-hmm. he did get the w
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah he uh he hit him with a uh so yeah uh bunny tries to distract butcher comes in pack lays him out with like a super kick then he uh goes up hits a shooting star press into a brutalizer. And blade taps out. Uh yep. real quality match. I get I I understand. I saw this all over the place. People saying this should have been like a squash match. You know what, man, it's all right to make the blade look okay. And commentary was selling to some people here notice in chat. Who is this? Uh oh, R. Lopez or Ortiz mentioned commentary was putting over that, you know, he hasn't wrestled in eight months. There's gonna be yeah. a little it's period a of adjustment there. Yeah. Uh so afterwards, uh Pat gets on the mic and he's about to call it kingston out. He starts to and then the butcher attacks. So they're attacking him, as we mentioned before. Phoenix comes in, breaks that up. Penta comes down with a chair, and uh, they start throwing up the Death Triangle. They're back. Behind. So they're back together.
1: After that, we're backstage. Jade Cargill is is has wrapped a chair around Brandy's arm. She stomps on it, kind of in the background, helping her out as is, is Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero, um, and then Swole and Serena Deeb, and there was someone else that made the the that ran in too. I couldn't, I didn't notice who it was though.
2: Uh, was it, Wait, did you mention Red Velvet? Oh, Red Velvet, okay. It was Red Velvet, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, they run in to help out Brandy. That makes sense because Brandy's been uh, uh, Mentoring coming her. to the ring yeah. with her. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they kind of make the save, so I don't know if we got some sort of uh, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, Vicky Guerrero thing happening. It seemed to be the case. Yeah. Seemed to be the case. How long is it going to take before uh, we see Shaq in the ring opposite Cody? Is that happening at Winter Wonder Slam?
2: It's got it. Had you would well. I don't. I don't know. It's only two weeks away. Yeah, they didn't even mention it. They just had Jade tonight, and Cody was dealing with uh Will Hobbs and and Team Taz. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They might play the long game on this one, or they'll so just set it up next Revolution? week. They might just set it up next week. They'll play wait know. till
1: Revolution. They'll probably think people will pay money to watch Cody wrestle Shack.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Shack Daddy. <laughs> uh, after that, we had Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deep. This is oh my match of the night, awesome. man. Awesome. God damn it, Thunder Rosa! They're, these two have such great chemistry. That mm-hmm. that finishing sequence. I guess my only—I don't know if we really want to call it an issue with it because I don't really consider it an issue. It was a little different. Usually, when the face, which in this, I mean, I know Serena Deep; she's not like a heel or anything, but. Britt Baker attacked Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. well before the finish of the match. Like, she attacks her with that great neck breaker, a swinging neck breaker. Yeah, and then we stage, think yeah. that Rosa's going to eat the loss at that point because I think yeah. right after that, yeah, Deeb had a power bomb, a really great one, yeah. too. Yeah. She only gets two with that, so that's a big, oh, whoa, it didn't work kind of moment. And then yeah. There's a good, like, five to seven minutes left in that match at I that know. point, and it was a really great sequence, but... You know, I, I I sort of feel from a fan's perspective to get the most amount of I guess heat as they call it on Britt mm-hmm. Baker, don't you want her interference the directly to directly cause the loss, I know. Direct. I know. Yeah. I know. That was my only
1: thing I about it. No, I thought that too. And I feel like there wasn't that long ago where another match in AEW had a similar issue where there was interference and the match went on like forever afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I agree with the the bit with Britt was really good. Uh, Reba's out there cause a distraction um, while Deeb's laid up ringside. It's like hey come on she's hurt you got to attend to her um, and then uh, Britt comes out lays out Thunder Rosa um, with a neck breaker you said Deeb hits power bone, gets a two count but yeah then it was a while later before the match ended it was kind of interesting it was really and good though I don't mind yeah, more I, of the match because it was
2: great and I get that it was it was a razor thin victory he will long have you here in chat mentions commentary should have mentioned that the match was so close that Rosa would have won if it wasn't for Brit. And I mean, maybe that should just be an obvious point that's being made here. Cause I mean, it was, it was not just a swinging neck breaker. It was, I believe on the stage. It was area. on the stage. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I, get that. It's just, it's, you know, I guess there's a certain language of pro wrestling that I'm used to where it makes more mm-hmm. sense for that to be more involved with the finish. Definitely. Definitely. Well, usually if you want
1: to get heat on somebody for costing somebody a match, they directly cost them the match. Totally. Mm-hmm, yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh,
1: deep hits her finish for the win. Uh and then Thunder Rosa leaves the ring and her and Britt start brawling. She throws Brit into the barricade. Some ground and pound rest out to break it up. They separate enough to kind of fight a little bit more.
2: Even but. the pull apart, man. I mean, they had that little, their little twitter Twitter exchange mm-hmm. uh over the past couple of days. And uh man, this is a match I, I totally want to see. Um <clears throat> uh I mean I'm assuming this is gonna be the match for Winter Wonder Slam, right? I would think so. Yeah. I think so too. I think so. <laughs> After that, we had uh, John Silver, who seemingly did something before the cameras were rolling. He's all yelling about Anna Jay, uh, and he's like, uh, "He's like, Mister Brody Lee, got you a match next week, a title shot." That and uh, and she's like, Sheeta, you only beat me last time because you were facing a rookie, and I've grown a lot since then. Now I'm number ninety nine, uh, and uh, I'm a whole different person." I'm gonna reintroduce myself. Yeah, and we didn't get to hear
1: Silver say, Johnny Hungy. <laughs> That's pretty much the only thing lacking from this.
2: <laughs> he threw up the dark order. And she looked like kind of freaked out by the little guy. Um, yeah. After that, we had uh, a Darby Ellen uh, film school project video. You know what I really appreciated about this? There was a drone shot that didn't look such like a drone shot. It actually looked like he might have had a crane, but it was probably just on a drone. Yeah. And every time, it doesn't matter if it's uh, on a Netflix documentary about somebody getting killed, or if it's an AEW or WWE. Whenever somebody does a drone shot, it's that same, just yeah. really steady, m- like robotic-looking shot. Well, where it Darby, is ro- it is. I know it's robotic. I'm just saying it looks robotic. Yeah. And Darby I'm Allen. i it, it looks robotic because it is robotic. I understand that. But you can make it not look robotic even <laughs> yes, if I it know. is. I know. And that's what I'm saying Darby Allen did in this. I, I think I, far too often people do drone shots
1: where it's like they move parallel to the ground. Very yeah, steady. And those always never look any like, bogus. Yeah. And I feel like if you do it right, it, when you go vertically, perpendicular to the Earth, then you can kind of say, oh, look, it's like a crane because it moves a little more, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 like that, as opposed to, well, it's going like this. We obviously didn't get a helicopter for it. So that's a drone.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, obviously, Darby doesn't have a budget for a full crane, so he probably just or a helicopter. A drone. So, yes, he's a, he's a, drone. Or a, or a helicopter uh, and it looked great. I mean, look, he's obviously a very talented filmmaker uh, and these, these things. I always enjoy these things. Um, but I always lovingly call them uh, Darby Allen school uh, film school projects.
1: Uh, they also announced next week. So we uh, Anna Jay versus Sheeta, Pack and Ray Phoenix taking on the Butcher and the Blade. Will Hobbs is at action, um, and then uh, of course Jericho and Hager versus SCU. And then we got our main event: uh, Team Taz, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks taking on Darby Allen and Cody again. Cody in the main event bout. They really shed the NWA Women's Title main event.
2: What was more red? Cody's entrance lights or Ricky Starks? (laughs) Ricky Starks looked like he fell asleep in the tanning bed. (laughs) We're sitting there watching this and Lacey will every once in a while poke her head up and say something if if something interests. She looks up and she says, why is that man so red? (laughs) I'm pretty sure he fell asleep in the tanning bed.
3: Or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
1: That could be it. That could be mm-hmm. it. So uh, early on, Cody's is taking char- or taking it to Cage. Taz, who is on commentary, leaves to go ringside, and then he ends up tripping up Cody. That allows Brian Cage to get the upper hand, and then for some reason, Arn tossed the damn chair in the ring.
2: Mm, yeah, he just threw a chair in the ring. Taz made a Waffle House menu joke too. He did. You did. <laughs> well, do, I noticed I, that. I, I, okay, so I'll, full disclosure, I know I stole that from somebody, but I don't remember if I stole it from Taz. I don't remember either. I think I probably stole it from Twitter somewhere, and Maybe. it made me laugh endlessly. Yeah. So uh, after the
1: ref is t- uh, tosses R, and then Brian Cage powerbombs the shit out of Cody Rhodes on the floor. Oh, my God, I know, yeah. So uh, uh, Cody's isolated for a bit. He's looking for a tag. Starks pulls Darby off the apron. Uh, Cage hits Cody with the German suplex. Eventually, though, Cody uh, hits a couple backdrops on Starks. Darby's in. He goes on a run uh, until Cage tags himself in. And then Cage ends up German suplexing both Darby and Ricky Starks.
2: Yeah, I was hoping that'd lead to a little bit of dissension between the two.
1: Well, Brian Cage was like, "How did, he was confused as to how that happened.
2: <laughs> it was
1: very impressive. It was. But here's the thing is like, so he is in position, the German suplex Darby out. Darby mm-hmm. Allen is like five foot eight.
2: hmm.
1: Brian Cage is about my height. He's 5'10, five 5'11. Five yeah. Maybe six foot. Mm-hmm. Um, he could easily see over Darby Allen to see that Ricky Starks is standing right there. Yeah. Starks you know? is like
2: same height. Yeah, sure. So yeah. he's,
1: yes. He yeah. Starks is about six feet tall. hmm. So, yeah. like, don't be, I don't, know, I, it was, I understand why he was confused, but at the same time, it's like you could see what's happening here. You could see that Darby, you might not be able to see his arms around Ricky Starks, but you could see his arms are in a position. Where that could be the possibility. So anyway. Yeah,
2: it was it was a completely ridiculous pro wrestling thing, but uh it looked it totally great. Was. it looked it looked fantastic. You know so what else great? The super drill claw. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that looked I know you're I'm sorry, I know you're gonna like oh, talk that's story that's the match. Cody slides out, gets in Taz's face. Uh, super uh, drill H claw. Eats a disaster
1: kick. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So uh Cody hits Starks with the uh, crossroads. He ducks a kick from Cage. Darby eats that kick. And Cage basically hits like a burning hammer on Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of looked like it. Puts Dar- uh, Darby the top rope. They kind of jockey her position a little bit. And then, yeah, super drill claw to get the win. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: I like this here. Who said this? Oh, was it Jorge? I think Jorge said it. Jorge says Cody should have taken the pin instead of Darby. Listen, Jorge, do you know who Cody Rhodes is? <laughs> he ain't taking no pins. Cody Rhodes knows who Cody Rhodes is. Yeah, he does. I thought he wasn't going to use Cody Rhodes for wrestling. Uh, Change plans, I guess. <laughs> I like you that know, he, I like that shirt of his, though. He's still dubbing him, or
1: commentary, still dubbing him the ace, even though he lost the ace belt. <laughs> the belt that he said was the ace belt.
2: No, it don't matter, dude. He's Tana. He's the Tana of AEW. We now no, know he what he wants, wants to be. He wants to be the Tanahashi of AEW. Uh, well, that's, it was, that's what Cody thinks he is. Cody ain't eating no pins, no tag match. He doesn't care if he's the champion or not. <laughs> and yeah, Flats Cody's has a right. Something. Darby probably volunteered for that drill claw. He probably went, and came up to Cage. Oh, they are discussing the match. Probably, Yeah, that's his and idea. And he's probably like, hey, Brian, have you ever done a super drill claw? Do you want to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. let's do,
1: that. Let's that's do exact, that. That's exactly what I thought, too, when they hit it. I was like, uh, I, 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 if I was a bet
2: man, I'd bet that was
1: Darby's idea. Yeah.
2: St. Jimmy says, yeah, he still came out last, too. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, man, that's great. That's great. He's the ace, man. He's the ace. Like it or not, he's the ace. Yeah, I don't know if he's the ace. Uh, you want to answer some questions? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, uh, uh, yeah, so Super Joe Claw, and then uh, they attack, and then uh, uh, Will Hobbs oh, yeah, Will comes Will Hobbs out. He's got the chair, and they all leave. And then he picks up the FTW title. Cody comes next to him, holds up his hand, clocks Cody with it. Great. And then uh, Team Taz gets in and they start uh, hugging Will Hobbs. He is yeah, now man. Team Taz. And uh, that's bad news for Cody heading into, or Darby Allin heading into Winter Wonder Slam. You got that right. I'm happy for uh, uh, NorCal wrestler Will Hobbs. Absolutely, man. Getting a huge spotlight
1: there in AEW. It makes me happy. Congratulations to him. i me answer some questions. Uh, Stazari with the sub, thank you, says, Hey, friendos, thanks for the great content. Too sweet, hearty handshake.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Uh, Flats says, Any chance we get Hobbs,
2: Cage, Starks versus Cody, Darby, and Shaq? Oh, yeah, a tag match. That makes much more sense, doesn't it? Well, Cody and Shaq would be on the same team then in this, in this
1: scenario. I agree with you. I mean if they had done Cody and Brandy versus Jade and Shaq, that would make a ton of sense.
2: Hmm, they have, have they'd have to be like a eight man. You put Maybe. Shaq, you put Shaq on Team Taz. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, oh yeah, there's the other two. Cody Dobby and the Natural Nightmares. Shaq wants to be a... Yeah, I guess Shaq is a bad guy, huh? I'm a bad guy. I like this uh, Renee Young. Renee Paquette. Paquette. Says, uh, so Bailey tweeted at her, (laughs) what's what's cuter, the way the world found out tonight or the way I found out? Renee Young said, 100% the way you found out. I thought I was texting John a pregnancy update. In fact, I was texting Bailey. That's pretty funny. That is funny. (laughs) <laughs> what a team oh man let's see here AWQA alright here we go we got on the Patreon
1: uh, Dan Daniels the third which current wrestler would you bring into the dark order as number 69
2: um, Peter Avalon yeah isn't he doing like a sex gimmick now mm-hmm. okay there you go is he gonna start like an OnlyFans an NSFW OnlyFans I don't know uh War Machine MJ asks, whose table would you rather have a holiday dinner at, Brody's or Romans? So clearly it's It's Brody. He'll yell yeah. at you, but I don't
1: feel like it ever gets uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, it's clearly Brody. It's Brody. But out of just pure curiosity, I wouldn't mind being a fly in the wall of Romans. And here's the thing about Brody's,
1: it could be catered by chilies, and they have actually
2: pretty decent <laughs> chili there. <laughs> Dude, when I go to Chili's, I'll be honest with you. I have uh, analysis paralysis. Everything there is just good enough that I'm like, I nothing is overwhelmingly good. Nope. It's all like just above mediocre. Yeah. But in the moment, it's all like, oh, man, this all looks pretty good. But I have no idea which one to choose. That's me every time. That's where you usually just get the Chili. The chili there is actually pretty decent. The Chili at Chili's is pretty decent. Do they have a, a cornbread? I miss Marie Callender's because we used to get their cornbread. I know. I love
1: cornbread. I yeah, cornbread's good. Jorge D, how would you guys book AEW Winter Wonder Slam? Uh, what would be the, the main gimmick, Matt? Team Taz. Well, it would be like a, like a snowball fight.
2: Oh, oh, yeah, there you go. That's good. The best friends against Miro, Kip, Penelope, Ford, and uh, a snowball fight. Yeah, there you go. Snowballs, chance in hell fight. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, how about this? You mix the tea you mix a snowball fight with an inferno match. Interesting. So it's just a puddle, uh, and you call it a fire and ice match.
0: There you go. <laughs> Another <fire and> <laughs> Game match. of
2: Thrones reference. I, oh, that's good. I like it. A match of fire and ice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Winter Wonder Slam. At Winter Wonder Slam.
1: Uh, oh, Shade's birthday tweet uh, with Jorge D saying that Heath Slater, Heath Miller train jade what's the ceiling for how she does in her debut match and are you looking forward to it i am
2: is she gonna do like a scorpion death drop because he's staying I know. I know he's staying i know i don't know uh, that's funny that's cool that's cool she's probably good she's tall yeah she is she's tall
1: uh ed fries guys didn't you say a couple weeks ago no way hobbs is joining team taz when they were looking crap and talking about it yeah, it sounds
2: like something I would have said, but you know, can't get them all right. I mean, team team Taz is, I mean, they have been pretty hapless, but they scored this guy, so maybe they'll yeah. maybe they'll turn their fortunes around. They got maybe the they will turn their fortunes around. Tonight I mean, is super drill club. Brian Cage just pinned the uh, TNT champ, so doesn't bode well for them at Winter Wonder Slam, though. Dog no. authority figure. Would tat would Shack be on a losing team though?
1: I don't know. Is Shaq I don't feel like gonna Cody... turn
2: on Team Tez?
1: Uh, maybe I don't feel like Cody's doing a job, even
2: Shaq, man. No, Cody's not doing any jobs. Uh, let's <laughs> see. He'll be Will. That's what Will Hobbs is there for—to be Will Jobs.
1: Uh, dang him, Q. Sha- Shaq's uh, crew in AEW should be Kenny Smith. Gotta have the Jet, <laughs> uh, Ernie, yeah, okay. Chuck. Yeah. Uh, agreed. You gotta have the inside yeah. the NBA crew.
2: Absolutely. 100%, totally. and then you bre- even uh, uh, drag uh, uh, Chris Weber in there too. Remember, yeah, they, man. they got rid of him. They kicked him to to like doing the games uh, for, for Shaq. Yep. Uh,
1: Biomonkey says, Who do you think want Mox's mystery attacker to be?
2: Seth Rollins. Ah, damn, you beat me to it. <laughs> Renee Paquette. There you uh go. Dog authority figure. Would you like to see a f- match or feud between the AEW women's champion and the NWA women's champion? Or is it best to keep the two separate? Sure, man. It's like Hogan versus Warrior. Do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ryan droops Cube with fans back depending on if we get quarantine too.
2: When do you think we will get blood and guts, and who do you see in it now? God, remember that. Remember blood and guts? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're actually going to – got to bring that back. Or is the joke, is it just too, like, because that was kind of a joke thing, right? No, that was their version of War Games, man. Yeah, I know, but the name Blood and Guts. Oh, kind of, yeah. The name yeah, it was, it Guts. was a rib
1: on Vince, Vince. Yeah. The whole Blood and Guts wrestling thing. It was
2: a great name, though. They should still do it. I imagine
1: they will at some point. They'll do it. They'll do
2: it. I don't know who.
1: Uh, Philly Flexer uh, is asking, do you have Boston Market in California? They have decent cornbread. I don't know if there's any anymore. There used to be.
2: Yeah, I thought there used to be, right? Wasn't there one on Sunrise?
1: Yeah, there was one there. I
2: thought there was one on It's Sunrise. Carl's Jr. now. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's, that's a good change. Thomas Dunnigan, do you think we could ever get a heel faction that holds all the titles at one point, including the women's title? I could have seen if FTR... Did a thing. (laughs) Did a thing. That was a weird stunted yawn you just gave. Well, I was trying to hold it back. Yeah, I know. That's the worst. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It looks like an animal baring its teeth. (laughs) 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 So funny. Are you threatening me right now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, God, I made Steve cry. <laughs>
2: oh, fuck. oh, God, damn it. I don't know why that was oh. so funny, but it was.
1: Uh, Rivera59, thank you for the sub. <laughs> it's the kind of content you get through your Twitch sub or YouTube channel membership or patronage oh. on Patreon.
2: Oh, oh goodness
1: gracious. Hip Hop Hippo makes me laugh that Shaq no sold a WrestleMania match with Big Show. I was getting booked into a match with another wrestler on a TV show called Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: <laughs> oh, fuck. That hurts. Oh, my sides are hurting right now. Uh, Holy shit. Oh, man help support going in raw today by becoming a friendo club tv member you'll get access to new bonus episodes every week including friendo club arcade live power rank vintage 10 for the wins and ask steven larson get access to friendo club tv today by becoming a five dollar and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Stephen larson by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash steven larson or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Stephen larson